0: father remarrying. And what about you, Jules? I'd like to hear from both of you. I feel okay, Jules said with a shrug of his shoulders. Jolene's nice and Laurie's cool. I didn't like that I had to give up my room, Nick said. He felt like blaming someone for something. Jules kicked Nick's foot. What, Nick said. I didn't. Well, I didn't mean to take it, Laurie said. You didn't care, Nick said. Jules sighed. Just until the new house got finished, it was no big deal. Nick's exaggerating. So you were angry with your father? The counselor asked. No, Nick said. I don't know. Do you think he's trying to replace your mother? Nick looked over at Charlene and Lori. I think Dad's trying to be happy. But not trying to make you happy? Nick shook his head. I didn't say that. She wrote something on the pad in front of her. ''Did you express any of your concerns to your father?'' Nick shrugged. ''That's my fault,'' said their dad. ''I guess with my background, my parents didn't talk things over with me. They were the parents, I just did what they said. That's how things were.'' ''Dad,'' Jules started. Their father cut him off. ''No. I should have talked to you both. I should have seen that you weren't ready for so much change. I know it's my fault that you were acting out, staying out all night, stealing my car. You're good kids.'' you're not like that. Nick looked down. It had nothing to do- Lori, I know she's a troubled girl. He glanced over at her and shook his head. I'm sorry, it's just- tears glistened in Lori's eyes. What? Nick said, turning to his dad. No, that's not true. Lori is not troubled, Charlene said. She looked at all three of them through narrowed eyes. Before you start throwing around blame, let me remind you that your seventeen-year-old son kept my very young daughter out all night. What kind of teenager takes little kids out? Have you heard the way your daughter talks? You keep indulging her fantasies of fairies and magic, and what she needs is to be more grounded in the here and now. I know for a fact that they were intently discussing one of her stories that night. So if your kids are so grounded in the here and now, how could her story make them do anything? We didn't mean for any of this to happen. Nick's voice came out louder than he expected. No one's mad at you, his dad snapped. This isn't your fault. But Nick knew it was his fault. He hadn't been happy about Charlene's moving in. He hadn't liked Lori at first. And now, even when it was obvious that Lori was getting blamed for stuff that wasn't her fault, he wasn't saying the right things to fix it. We think, their dad said and looked over at Charlene, we think that maybe it would be best for you kids if we separated for a while. You can't, Laurie said. Dad, Jules said. Nick and I, we told you we were sorry. We've already decided, Jules, Charlene said. We decided before we came here today. That hotel is a cramped space. It's only making everything worse. We're committed to try to work things out, but I think we all need a little breathing room. Us guys are going to move into a trailer on the build site their dad said. We think this is the best thing for everyone. Nick scooted forward on the couch. Charlene and Lloyd don't have to move out. You guys don't have to move out. We're never going to do anything like that again. We totally promise. It's done, their dad said. We're going to give ourselves some time apart. I am considering the matter closed until then. Understand? This isn't any of your faults. It's between me and Charlene. Nick remembered how angry he'd been when Charlene had moved into the house and Lori had taken his room. He remembered wishing over and over that she'd just go home. He'd made fun of Lori for believing that things like wishes could come true. But right then, Nick had a terrible feeling that she might be right. Nick looked out the car window at the ocean as they passed over the bridge. This time in his dad's car with all their stuff loaded into the trunk. Boulders remained visible out in the water like small islands. They looked perfectly normal dotting the horizon until you realized they weren't there a week ago. Until you realized that they were sleeping giants. On the other side of the bridge, the car veered suddenly to the right, causing Nick's head to bang against the window and then knocking him against the door. Why'd you swerve? he asked. His dad pulled over onto the shoulder of the road. He was breathing hard. A sinkhole. Really bad one. He opened the door and stepped out of the car shakily. Jules pulled his wagon off the road behind them and hopped out. The sinkhole was a crater in the ground, almost perfectly circular and the size of an overturned truck.